Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget, download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating over at iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Invite five friends to listen in with you, and you guys can talk about the episodes. You can get at me on Twitter, at Talker as well. And there's a lot to get into in today's episode. We've got transfer portal news. We've got recruiting in 2024 news. Of course, this is all college basketball with the Kansas basketball program and some preview and early rankings for the 2023-2024 season. Joe Lenardi already came out with a bracketology, and a very early bracketology. So I wanted to dive into that a, a tiny bit. I didn't want to get into that too much because today is the day, ladies and gentlemen. Today is the day. We're getting into it. They did it. Hunter Dickinson, you can probably feel the smile through your headphones right now. I know you're not, you can't hear a smile, but hopefully while you're listening to this, you can hear the smile on my face in your ear holes right now. Hunter Dickinson is coming to Kansas after a month of waiting, after going back and forth. He had a visit at Kansas, and while he was on campus, he said, you know what? I'm also going to go take a visit at Kentucky. I'm also going to go take a visit at Duke. I'm going to go take a visit at Villanova. I don't know where all he was going to visit, but what we know is Hunter Dickinson is committing to the University of Kansas. So after everything that we went through, weeks on end, hoping, praying that Hunter Dickinson, the seven foot one center from Michigan, in the transfer portal, would come to Kansas. And he ends up announcing it on Twitter that he decided he's making that trip to Kansas. And man, what an exciting time for the University of Kansas and the University of Kansas uh, basketball program. You go from Grady Dick to Hunter Dickinson, and you'll love to see it. Uh, he He was really the number one transfer portal player. So to get Hunter Dickinson after... Everything uh, the Kansas program went through, they lost so many players to the NBA, to graduation, to the transfer portal. They had to fill so many roles. And between their freshmen coming in and Hunter Dickinson, plus some other people that we're going to be talking about coming up a little bit later in this podcast, it's all starting to come together for Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks. So after so many rumors... Everything that came up, knowing that Hunter Dickinson was going to be entering the transfer portal, he posted that video last Thursday. Of course, it's the day after I released the podcast, the Jay Hawker Talker podcast. It was a day after I released last week's episode, talking about how I hoped that Hunter Dickinson would be coming to Kansas, that he made the announcement online in a video, walking into a hotel meeting with head coach Bill Self, and there he is. And this is what Hunter Dickinson said in the video. I just wanted to tell you, I'm going to be coming to play with you next year at Kansas. So it was a brief hello in the video. Uh, Self puts both hands in the air, gives him a high five into a hug. It was kind of an awkward high five into a hug, but that's all right. We knew it was for social media. We knew it was for effect. That's all it was. So Self said, you know what? I was hoping it was going to be good news as he arrived for the meeting. And Kansas fans were hoping for that as well. 
it is an offseason changing news. Dickinson, the most sought after player in the college basketball transfer portal. And here's the facts 19 points per game, nine rebounds per game, nearly two blocked shots per game for Michigan last year. And now he can come into Kansas and he can fill a role that Kansas did not have in place. You had Ernest Uday Jr., who is the most experienced uh, center on the Kansas roster, and he didn't even average 10 minutes a game last year. So bringing in a guy like Dickinson who has that mentality to start to play all the minutes, Uday can still be there as well and keep learning and keep growing in the Jayhawks program. But when you see Hunter Dickinson on the roster – It looks different. It's the style of play that he can play with the Jayhawks. It's he can come in and he can be a player for Bill Self, who loves his big men, by the way. That sounds kind of awkward, but Bill Self loves big men. That is a fact. Hunter Dickinson, 7-1, can shoot the three-pointer. And what happens is you get a guy like Hunter Dickinson who can play all over the court at 7-1. He gives you the length. He gives you the ability to penetrate. He gives you the ability to shoot from the outside. He has everything that you want in a big man, and that's exactly why Bill Self had him as the top priority. Keeps him from Kentucky, keeps him from going to any of the other Blue Blood schools, and he gets him in Lawrence, Kansas. So you can get a guy like Dickinson who averaged about 19 points per game, nine rebounds per game, two block shots per game. You get him into the Kansas Jayhawks program, that could bump up. Now, those were impressive numbers to begin with, but he could bump up to averaging more points per game in the Kansas offense. You saw a guy like KJ Adams last year who had never played the center role, and he was the playing center, essentially. He's a power forward, playing center for Kansas last year, and he started going off in certain games last year. He was a little inconsistent, but... You have K.J. Adams coming back who can move over to a true power forward role. You got Hunter Dickinson playing the role of center who can get that 20 points per game, who can get those 10 rebounds per game. He can up the average to even better than he was last year. And last year, he was already one of the better centers in college basketball. Top five, for sure. K.J. Adams, speaking of, he was six foot seven playing the center role last year. So Dickinson, he comes with experience. He's got that bruising style of play coming from the Big Ten Conference. He can be one of those guys that takes Kansas back to the big man that they haven't had in a few years. So that's that's what you get in Hunter Dickinson. And you have a guy coming in here who can who can be a game changer from day one. Now it's going to be interesting to see if Bill Self pounds the ball inside like he used to. But that's going to be one of the storylines coming up here heading into the season. Is he going to be able to get the Dewan Harris Jr. to Hunter Dickinson combo going? Because that could be a lethal combo. You got Dewan Harris Jr., one of the best point guards in the nation. You got now Hunter Dickinson, one of the best big men in the nation. And it's a lot of firepower for Kansas. So there's a lot of new firepower. Not only that, not only do you have Hunter Dickinson, you also bring in the multidimensional 
Six foot four combo guard in Nick Tim- Timberlake, who averaged 18 points per game for Towson last season. 41% from three point range. An incredible stat right there. And then you also have Texas transfer Artario Morris, who came off the bench for the Longhorns last year. He was the top ranked point guard in the nation in the 2022 recruiting class. Six foot three, uh, top notch defender Morris is. Likely won't be asked to be the point guard at Kansas because you've got Dewan Harris Jr., but he can still be a guard that comes in off the bench or if he earns it into a starting shooting guard. So you've got that. And then you have the fantastic freshman, El Marco Jackson, McDonald's All American, top 25 ESPN recruit, who's going to be able to start his freshman season at KU. This fall, you love to see it. And you know, it was it was going to be a tricky offseason for Bill Self because one, he had last offseason where he had to be taken off the recruiting trail because the alleged NCAA violations. He was, Self was suspended the first couple of games last season because of that. He had the heart issue at the end of the season, didn't get to coach in the Big 12 tournament, didn't get to coach in the NCAA tournament. And then you have Bill Self talking about how they need to add three to four players in the transfer portal that are going to be difference makers for us. That's a big ask. When you lose Jalen Wilson, when you lose Grady Dick, when you potentially lose Kevin McCullough Jr., one of the best defensive players in the Big 12, one of the best defensive players in all of college basketball, you had Bill Self saying things like that. So what they do is they go out and they get these players who can fill roles immediately for the Kansas Jayhawks. And they got those players that they had specific needs. That's exactly what Bill Self was talking about. Get three to four players that can come in and make an immediate impact. So Morris may be that uh, explosive player who can create opportunities for others. He can be that kind of guy, like a Dewan Harris type. Maybe bring him in off the bench behind Harris. Timberlake is a shooter. He can hit those three-pointers from the outside over 40% from three-point. You've got Dickinson. Not necessarily a three-point shooter, but he's 30% from beyond the arc, which isn't bad for a seven-foot-one big man. You're not going to be asking him to shoot a lot of three-pointers, but he can when he needs to. So you've got Dickinson bringing offensive hardware with him to Lawrence, Kansas. He can be that low man. He can be fed by Dewan Harris or Morris, whoever happens to be in the game at the time. And if you want to go back, if you if you don't know much about Hunter Dickinson, I told you about what he averaged last year, about 19 points per game, nine rebounds per game, two blocks. But he was also in the 2020-2021 season, the Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Second team All-American his freshman year. Helped Michigan win the Big Ten Championship. Got to the NCAA Tournament as a one seed. Helping Michigan get to the Elite Eight. Last season, it was Dickinson who earned all Big Ten honors. And last year, he actually did shoot 42% from three-point range. So he actually was over 40% last year. In his career, he's not quite that high, but last year... He was a 42% three-point shooter. 57 attempts. 
That's incredible. So all of that, he was doing all of that at Michigan, which is primarily a football school. Of course, they have had good college basketball teams over the years. Everybody knows about the Fab Five back in the late 80s, early 90s. Michigan has gotten back to a decent level in the last five to ten years. They had a down stretch for a while. They're coming back in basketball, but they're primarily a football school. You ask a Michigan fan what they're going to cheer for. If they had to choose between basketball and football, they're going to choose football. Nine out of the ten times you ask a Michigan fan. They're looking at football. So being able to come to a Blue Bloods basketball program like Kansas. Dickinson had this to say. Kansas was really cool. This was on a podcast earlier this month. Kansas was really cool. Just going in there, uh, it's so different than being at Michigan. Obviously, Michigan, everything is focused around football. But walking to the facilities around there and stuff, basketball is so dominant there. This is Dickinson talking about Kansas. It was really cool to see the facilities, the dorms, talking with Coach Self for a while, meeting the staff, meeting a player or two. It was really cool. And then getting to go into Allen Fieldhouse. The Fieldhouse was crazy. It looks like it's going to be loud as hell in there. That is a quote from Hunter Dickinson. Now, KU fans, we can't let him down. you got to make it loud as hell in there. That's exactly right. Hunter Dickinson knows what he's about to walk into. That's why he picked Kansas. He knows it's going to be loud as hell in there. He knows it's going to be a wild atmosphere. He knows Kansas has the history, and that is what he wanted in his next school. Kansas had the advantage. That is where they need to take advantage every time they have a top recruit walking into the building. I talked about it last week on the podcast. When you let a guy like Hunter Dickinson into the building, you don't even let him go take a a visit to Kentucky. You don't let him go take a trip to Duke. You don't let him go watch a practice at Villanova. You don't let him go take a tour at UConn. You don't do any of that. You keep him right here in Lawrence, Kansas. You don't even let him go visit anywhere else. And that's what Kansas needs to learn from this experience. They get him onto campus. You let him tour the facilities. You let him see Allen Fieldhouse, meet Coach Self, meet some of the guys that have played here, maybe even bring a Paul Pierce back uh, or a Rafe LaFrance, maybe a Jock Vaughn if it's not in season. You bring him back here. You bring in an MVP. You bring in the MVP of the NBA. You bring in Joel Embiid when it's the offseason. I know he's having a fantastic postseason right now. You bring in a Joel Embiid. You bring in Christian Brown, who just won a national championship for Kansas a couple of years ago, who's coming off the bench as the seventh man for the Denver Nuggets, the number one seed in the Western Conference. You bring in these guys, and you can land the number one transfer portal prospects like Hunter Dickinson. Should be a 100% get every time. And now what do you got? KU might not be done yet. They might not be done adding new players for next season. They're on to the next. They have one more scholarship available. And they're going after Mackenzie Mbako, the six foot eight forward from New Jersey, who was a top signee at Duke, just recently released his letter of intent. We talked about him a little bit last week. I want to dig into Mbako just a little bit more today because I was watching some YouTube highlights of Mbako 
had a very impressive uh, McDonald's All American game. Looked really solid. He can do it all. Six foot eight forward from New Jersey. Strong shooting prospect. Had visited Kansas already. Potentially visiting St. John's, Indiana, and Louisville. But allegedly, he is down to Kansas and Indiana. Once again, this is a guy that you can get in here and say you're going to be getting minutes right away. He is a power, six foot eight power forward. This is a Jalen Wilson type guy that you can bring in here. Jalen Wilson didn't start right away, but by his sophomore season, he was full time getting starting minutes. So get him Baco in here. Show him why he needs to play at Kansas and not at Indiana. It shouldn't be a hard sell. We heard it from Hunter Dickinson in those quotes. And now you've got a guy like Mackenzie Mbako, the six foot eight forward from New Jersey, who could come in here and again have an immediate impact on this roster. Another player that Bill Self was hoping to get. So you've got Hunter Dickinson for sure. You've got Mbako, who would be another fantastic addition. We're going to be keeping an eye on that. If it's anything like it's been before, either Wednesday night, Thursday morning, Friday afternoon, you know, Mbako's probably going to say that he's coming to Kansas. We'll see what happens, but if the trends go how they've always done, I record the podcast and then some breaking news comes out. So surprise, surprise, here we go. Joe Lenardi back at it again, already making a bracketology. Here we are at the beginning of May, mid-May now. And Joe Lenardi is already putting out some bracketology predictions. And he had Kansas on the two-seed line until he found out that Hunter Dickinson was going to be playing at the University of Kansas. Now Kansas jumps UConn, the defending national champs, to get to that top seed. We should have known all along it would have been Kansas. This is what Lenardi says. We should have known all along it would have been Kansas to break in as a preseason number one seed. After all, the Jayhawks have been a top seed a staggering 10 times under Bill Self in 20 seasons. All it took was the nation's top transfer, Hunter Dickinson, for KU to leapfrog the defending champs, the University of Connecticut, to reach the first line in our latest update. The initial numbers after Dickinson's commitment had KU as a two seed, but the deeper look evaluates the Jayhawks to be the third overall seed and a one seed in Joe Lenardi's latest bracketology, the way-too-soon bracketology. Duke and Michigan State are the other one seeds right now. So that is very interesting. Another thing that I just saw before starting to record this podcast, Gary Parrish from CBS has Kansas as his number one ranked team As of May 10th. So, you know what that means. Really, right now it means nothing. But, Kansas, the number one team in Gary Parish's top 25. He has KU number one, UConn number two, Purdue number three, Marquette number four, Duke number five, FAU, the team that shocked the world in March Madness, number six. I'm pretty sure that FAU has everybody returning from their roster last year. So they could make another deep run the tournament. Uh, they don't really have a tough schedule. Last year they only lost two games uh, before March Madness, made it all the way to the Final Four. 
And uh, so, yeah, that that's going to be a very interesting uh, season for FAU coming back. Number six, that is FAU. Number seven, Alabama. Number eight, Michigan State. Number nine, Houston, who is going to be in the Big 12 next season for the first time. So you got Houston at number nine and Arkansas at number 10. But again, Kansas number one and Gary Parrish from CBS, his latest top 25 ranking. And looking around the rest of the top 25, uh, some other teams of note, if you hadn't heard yet, LeBron James's son, Bronny James, announced he is going to be playing at USC. Dennis Rodman's son, DJ, is also transferring into USC. They are ranked 14th in Gary Parrish's ranking. Uh, Kentucky, number 15. Uh, you look down the list farther, you see some more Big 12 teams. You've got Texas at number 19, Baylor, number 20, and Iowa State rounding out the Big 12 top 25s at number 24. But again, Kansas, number one in Gary Parish's top 25 rankings as of May 10th. And the Kansas Jayhawks might not be done adding yet. They are looking to add potentially two more pieces which will be very interesting to see. You've got Mackenzie Mbako. You've got transfer from Texas Tech that who knows what Bill Self has up his sleeve at this point, but they've got two scholarships open. Earlier in the podcast, I said one. I looked it up on the fly. They do have two scholarships since Zuby Ejafer decided to transfer, which now that I'm bringing that up, I can't remember if I mentioned that on the podcast last week or if that broke after the Hunter Dickinson news. I think it was this past week that Zuby Ejafer decided to transfer out of Kansas. So I guess that's more news that I forgot about earlier in the podcast. I apologize for that. Zuby Ejafer, uh, one of the big men, freshman big men last year that didn't get a ton of playing time, he saw Hunter Dickinson coming in and decided, you know what, peace out, Kansas. I'm heading out, not going to get enough playing time, which that happens. We've talked about that before in the podcast. If you get better players, there's a chance that you're going to have guys that transfer out. And Zuby said, see you later. We'll see where he ends up. I'll keep you guys posted on that. But that does open up two scholarships for Kansas, including hopefully Mackenzie and Baco. We'll talk about that as soon as we hear more news on that. But one other thing here before we close out the podcast. The number three player in the 2024 class, Flory Bedunga. I, I don't know if I'm saying that last name right. I'm going to look it up next time before I start talking about it. Flory Bedunga is going to be visiting Lawrence, Kansas on May 12th. He's a 6'10 center, averaging 20 points, 14 rebounds per game. His junior season, 81% shooting percentage from the field. Wildly impressive for a junior. He still has a senior season to go to build upon that success. Uh, it'll be exciting to see if KU can land him because, again, KU has a couple good centers right now. And if you didn't know, Hunter Dickinson signed. He he has, an, he has a, a $4 million, allegedly, $4 million NIL deal in place where he could play at Kansas for not just this season, but he could play at Kansas for two seasons. So this could be a big get for Kansas, not just for this year, but for the 2024 season as well. But that could affect if KU can land Flory Bedunga. We'll see. We'll see about that. But again, 
He's going to be visiting the University of Kansas this weekend, so that'll be something to keep an eye on for more news in the 2024 class. That's a lot of info for this podcast today, but I wanted to let you guys know what was happening in the KU Hoops Arena because I know that's what you guys love and you love to hear about any time of the year, even in the offseason. Very happy about that Hunter Dickinson news. Hopefully we'll get good news on it. Mackenzie and Baco later this week. And that about does it for today's episode. You can always get at me on Twitter, at Talker. We can keep the conversation going there. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Don't forget to download, subscribe, give it a five-star rating, tell five friends about it, and we'll come back at it again next week. Check out my latest podcast or latest article over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. We've got some good articles up there on the Hunter Dickinson signing at KU, plus what they're going to do with some of these other transfer portal projects. So go check that out at heartlandcollegesports.com. And until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.